Hey, I'll bat at y'all. Welcome to the Lake Seminole Ramblings Fishing Report, brought to you by Seminole Guide Service. With over 50 years of experience with our guides, we have the knowledge to get you bid. I want to thank you for tuning in today. we got a pretty awesome show lined up for y'all, and I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you check out our website, www.seminolefishingreports.com, for all your local Lake Seminole needs. And now, on to the show. All right, welcome back to the Ramblings. I'm your host, local guide, Chris Taylor. Thank y'all for listening. Crazy week at Seminole, y'all. Big fish week. Shad spawn started. Uh, it's on. 10-pounder alert. Uh, I stuck a 10-pounder, finally. Spinnerbait uh, up in the drain. She had just laid out. She was probably close to about 12 pounds, probably two nights before full moon. Um, without getting too crazy into it, it's going to be a little bit different podcast today. It's going to be uh, pretty long. We're going to bring fellow guide Ryan Higgins with Seminole Guide Service. We're going to bring him on, talk about the West Side Team Trail Tournament on Saturday. Uh, it was a pretty awesome uh, event just because sixth place was 16 pounds for a three fish limit like y'all it's crazy i think there was um, maybe more than 10 fish on saturday that were uh, over six pounds crazy week crazy 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 week so without uh dragging it out let's bring on ryan higgins all right ryan let's talk about this tournament all right how many boats were in this thing uh if i remember right there were uh 30 32 boats in it and then there's another one that ran out that same day out of Big Jim's, another 30 boater. It's just 60. Okay. It's a pretty good turnout. Well, I just want to hear about your day. You know, I know I was out there with a customer, and I know we pulled up on the first spot, and uh, there was a bunch of shad and a bunch of hybrids sitting on there. But I think about what, 20 minutes into the morning, I got a phone call from you. So uh, let's just hear what was going on from your side. Man, it was the perfect storm on our side. So... I'd be lying to you if I told you that it all was uh, smooth sailing. Our boat number gets called on blast off. We take off. We get barely out of the bowl of big gyms. I have motor problems. I have to shut down there. I've got like an eight-mile run down the lake I was trying to get to. Start running down there. It bogs down every booth of sensor on it, every mile. Bogs down. For some reason, I had something in my head saying, listen, you need to go over there to the, the Y tree is what I call this spot. Go over there to the Y tree. You're never going to make it to the other hole. Go over there and fish it out. Pull up there. There's shad flipping when I get there. There's fish biting or blowing up in the pepper grass when I get there. Uh, first cast, I hang up on a tree. I have to go up there and get it. I mean, things are starting off real well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> so on my second cast, which is my first real cast, I throw up the stump where I've caught some fish off of before, make about three turns with that nickel spinnerbait, and Rod just loads up. Mm. I stick her and she immediately turns back. Long story short, get over the boat. She's a seven pounder. All right, that's okay. Make two more casts, stick another one, four and a half. Mm. Good start. While this is going on, like I said, there's shad flicking around, boat across the way from me. I can hear them netting, fishing, high fiving. Um, it, it's going good. Um, the water is a little dingy, so didn't get to see it. Normally, when you're throwing that spinnerbait, some shadow ball up on it. Didn't get to see a whole lot of that, but did see a little bit of it. But mm-hmm. you're catching, we're, spit, we're spitting up little shad, two or three inch shad. Oh, yeah. Uh, water temperature is 72 degrees, and it's halfway through April, full moon. 
I mean, it set up perfectly for the, for the first wave of that chat spawn. Yeah, you hit it. Sounds like you hit it just right. I mean, because I know it wasn't going on. We've been we've been talking about it for what two weeks. I've been talking about shad spawn, and then then all of a sudden, uh, that full moon hit, and there it was. And that creek gets you were in the creek, right? Yeah, I was in the creek. Oh yeah, see that creek gets awesome when it gets muddy like that, and I love it. It was water was stained, uh, lakes high, as everybody knows, and uh, and we got lucky because it was overcast. And anybody that's fished shad spawn knows, especially in clean water like the creek generally has, once that sun breaks those trees, it's pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Light switch is what I call it. I mean, it was probably eight thirty. I mean, they were still rolling pretty good after eight, um, and they shut down for a while. Switched up tactics, started dragging a big worms through there, picked up quite a few more. We probably caught, I don't know, the low end of 25 fish yesterday. Caught some on a buzz bait, caught some on a swim jig. Most of them are on that nickel spare bait, but it was good. Um, the field, uh, shoot, we had just shy, it was three fish limit. We had just shy 15 pounds, 14 something, and we didn't cut a check. I mean, that's wow. Late fish yesterday. Well, that was good for what, sixth place? Yeah, that just shows you for a three fish limit, uh, <laughs> 16 pound, sixth place. That shows you the lake was on fire yesterday. Of course, I went out this morning and uh, it was a little different, but I had shad on my bait uh, four different places till about 9.30, uh, which is pretty amazing. Do you remember the winning weight? Uh, the winning weight was 17.6, something like that. Um, um, Young, and I can't remember the other partner's name. They win a bunch of those west sides. They're pretty good sticks. Um, big fish of the tournament went to Flint King. It was like an 820. Um, absolute hammer. Um, Clint Brown, uh, he got fourth place with 15-something. Um, he had a 7-3. Um, and that seven-pounder I had was not even big fish of the tournament. It was like third biggest fish of the tournament. I mean, there were some, some giants caught yesterday. And everybody at the ramp, I mean, you get the whole tournament talk going on out there on the weigh-in, and everybody was like, man, go see the chat spawn on the day? Chat spawn, chat spawn, chat spawn. I mean, that, that's what everybody, everybody was, mutual consensus is. I, I think yesterday morning, first morning, it really happened. Yeah, that was definitely, because I've been checking for it every single day, and it hasn't happened, hasn't happened. Now, I take that back. In uh, late february before that cold spell came in we started to have a little bit of it and then the cold spell shut it way back down but yesterday was officially the first start of it for sure it friday for 10 hours free fishing and it was sunny and a really beautiful day windy i caught two fish i mean <laughs> it, it was a completely different animal yesterday when i shed spawned yeah and, and this morning I mean, the lightning had shut them down this morning, but the shad were still, I mean, four or five places all over the bait. Two, three-inch shad. Uh, so it's on, you know, and it's going to continue to do it. That's the beauty of the shad spawn. It won't rely just on the moon. They'll do it over and over and over and over and over till it's over. So we can fish this pattern for a while. That's why I get excited about it. Uh, three weeks to a month. Exactly, yeah, till the next moon. You gotta hit it. If you if you roll up and it's going on, flip them in the boat, get them in the box, and make a cast. If you're not putting them in the box, flip them in the boat, throw them out. 
you, you got to keep it rolling. That's right. Uh, I mean, once you let off them, they're, they're done. Yeah, it's a very it's a very fast bite. So if you're uh, laying in the bed or you got to have a biscuit or, or breakfast and you don't get out there till 8 o'clock, you've missed the bite. You have to be out there at sunrise and you better be you better know where they're at you better have your bait dialed in and uh, it's like a what i say is a, a fat man going to uh golden corral and he sits there and when he's full he's done it's a light switch he's going to flip that switch and that's it yeah we were catching them as fast as you could catch them and mm -hmm. once they stopped it was an hour before i could finally make one bite something else and, and yeah. it wasn't anything moving it was cinco <laughs> slow dragging a carolina rig right yep the stuff that's painful to fish yep they're just sitting out there burping them spitting up scales mm-hmm yep and uh you know i've had customers in the boat a bunch of times uh fishing the shad spawn and i'll tell them okay it's a light switch and you'll see and we're wreck them wreck them wreck them and then there's the light switch it's over and i say all right get the sinkos out <laughs> start throwing sinkos around and the guy that fished with me yesterday, it was our first tournament together, and he was a guide up north, and he had never seen a shad spawn on a largemouth lake. And um, we got that fish in the box, and I threw that four and a half in there, and then another four in there. And he was like, bro, do you want to take some pictures? These are hammers. I was like, we don't have time for pictures. No, and those are and those are just regular fish, so we can take pictures later. <laughs> right, right. We're on like Seminole. We're, <laughs> we're catching good. Uh, we, have, we haven't got but one big yet. We ain't got a giant with him, so let's keep catching yeah. him. Yeah, we got regulars, bud. These are regulars. I didn't. I truly didn't even know it really had. It was probably 10 o'clock before I finally slowed down, grabbed my water, and I said, let's weigh these things real quick and see what we got. And that we actually were better than what I thought we had, which is always a good problem. You just want something flashy and shiny and get their attention uh a, a shad imitator they'll eat a big dredger crankbait too uh or dt16 if you're in the deep stuff dt10 they'll eat any of that stuff i personally like something with blades on it mm -hmm. that's right yeah i like to try to draw the shad it's a natural natural alabama rig yeah uh this is the time of year um get a sleeper out there you know that donkey rig that double fluke um Man, you can you can hurt yourself throwing that thing right now. Two five pounders eat it. Oh yeah. And that's the good thing about it is a lot of time, at least from what I've noticed, is once you get on one of those shad spawn, generally your first first fish or two or three you get off it are going to be the bigs for some reason. But whenever you're catching there, it's going to be a cookie cutter size. If you're catching one to threes, that's what's there. If you catch a three to five. That's probably what's there. Yeah, it's uh, birds of feather flock together. It goes with bass too. They they gonna hang out together. That's very rare. There's gonna be six pounders and then a, a one and a half in with it. It's gonna be a wolf pack full of about the same kind yep. of feed. All of them we caught on that first spot were, like I said, caught the seven and then three to four. Uh, caught like twenty that size. Um, picked up left there, went down to another spot looking for another big. Pulled up, hooked the four on it, lost it, and then two, 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 two. Left it, came back an hour later, two, two, two again. That was all that was there. It was just that size school of fish. So they weren't helping at that point. Yeah, two pounders ain't gonna cut it. You got to have uh, way more than that, especially with three fish limit, seven pounders being caught. So you had to move from there for sure. I sure wish we'd had a five fish limit. Which I'd say that I might have got my tail whipped even more than I did. But I mean, our best five were. 
over 20. I mean, it had to be 21, 22. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a solid sack. I mean, I, I've never complained with five fish with a better than a four-pound average, pretty much, with a big kicker in there. Well, I mean, that's the kind of sack you have to have to win out here anyway. So, I mean, that's a, like Seminole, that's yeah. a Seminole sack. Clint, Clint Brown said it best yesterday. A five-pound average is just average on Lake Seminole. I mean, that don't cut checks very often. That's right. That's, that's crazy to me that it's that way, but five-pound average is, is just what lives here. Yeah, I mean, your average female out here is five pounds. I mean, that's, I mean, you, it's very evident in the summertime, throwing a topwater plug, you can catch a five just about every day. I mean, it's unreal. Oh, yeah. Man, I get so, many bikes, but unless you get them, it be good. Yeah. And it's uh, it's always funny to uh, catch one on top water and watch it come out and dance and have somebody that's uh, not used to seeing fives all the time and you'll hear that uh, stereotypical oh that's a ten pounder you're like no nah, that's that's nowhere near ten you you'll know when you see a ten yeah it was fun yesterday I, I have not thrown top water much this year threw a, a big prop bait earlier when they were spawning good back in March but yesterday's first day I grabbed buzz bait and shoot man i mean we didn't throw a much we caught five or six in a buzz bait just couldn't find the caliber we needed on us i went back to doing what i was doing the big ones were eating or the better ones were eating. right and see that's uh i threw a prop bait this morning and couldn't get bit and then i threw a, a popper and started catching some on a popper which i hadn't been catching them on so i think finally you know you've heard me complain that uh which you know don't don't let the world stop when I say this, but I was crying about ready for him to get off the sand, which is interesting because we've seen a bunch of fish that have transitioned off. I'm still seeing some garters. I was seeing a couple here or there that were still on the sand, and now we have some that are transitioned off into the shad spawn. So now it's turning into more what we're looking like uh, mid-April should look like <laughs> versus having everything on the bed. Yeah, Lake Seminole is such a cool lake because it is April, and they've been spawning since january yeah i'm not gonna get into that other argument because i'm agreeing with you on that but since at least february they've been spawning here so we need to get into this argument so y'all this is this is my opinion and ryan shares the same opinion so i'm just going to broadcast and and it, if i get some flack if we get some flack for it whatever bass do not have a calendar we have this unrealistic vision or something of a bass that sits at his house and he looks at his calendar and he says oh it's time to start spawning that's not how it works it's not march 15 yet i can't do it yep it, that is not how it works so let's just set this straight for everybody water temperature is everything to a bass they are cold-blooded so when when that water temp hits 60 it don't matter if it's december january it don't matter they're going to go. They're not going to look at that calendar and say, oh, water temp 60, but it's, it's January. No, they're going to go. Even if it's for a week, a week and a half, they're going to go. Now, the spawn might not be successful. They might not have an egg hatch, but they're going to go. And the evidence is that you caught fish in January that were spawned out because we had, what, a week and a half of 85-degree weather, and we had 64-degree water. Man, the first... 15, 18 days in January. It was in the 80s. Uh, I hosted a tournament, 65 boat tournament, uh, January 8th. And I looked at a buck bass on January 8th at 45 degree air temperatures, but water temperature was 62 degrees in the and uh, Jack's cut. I looked mm -hmm. at a buck bass on the bed on January 8th. 
I caught one. I've got a picture, and I sent you the fish uh, the 21st of January on Martin Luther King Day. Caught her up the river. That was an eight-pounder all day long, but she was real skinny. She was beat the heck and back. I mean, she was red, had sores on her. She'd spawn. Mm-hmm. She had a big old saggy belly on her. The 21st of January, call me what you want to call me. That fish had, had spawned out already. Now, I don't think the lake is spawning them, but... We had 62 degrees. That's what it takes. 58, 57, 58 degree water on a Florida strain largemouth. He starts thinking. The bucks start mm-hmm. going up. 59, 60, the bucks are fanning. Yep, 62, she comes up. Yep, 61 and 63, here she comes. And that mm-hmm. first wave is your bigs. That's, in, in my opinion, don't get me the wrong, biggest fish on the lake. Bucks. Yeah, I know a guy that caught a 10 two weeks ago, not you, the other one. Ten two weeks ago, looking at her. Yeah, no, we're not talking about tens. We're talking about twelve plus. The biggest fish in the lake will will bed during that time, and it's all about time on the water is being able to find what's going on. Because the problem is, Ryan, these people that question what we do, they don't have the time on the water. They're not out there every single day, which that's fine. We all can't do that, but. You got to be a little bit open-minded. Things are changing. I mean, we had phones with spots on them in December of last year. So things are changing. You are going to see stuff happen that you hadn't seen before. Um, but yeah, they they definitely were, just like you said, uh, the biggest fish in the lake will go early. As soon as it gets time for their instinctual clock, not their calendar, to say it's time to go, um, that's what happens. You and me caught them. The first ones that I caught this year, looking at them, was the day before uh, Valentine's Day, because I remember telling you, I've never caught one this early on purpose mm-hmm. looking at them. Right. And, dude, what did we see, 20 that day on the bed on the 13th of February? Like, oh, lockdown, yeah. guarding? Yeah, that's when I was, uh, yeah, that's when I was started filming them on the bed. That was the the first full moon in February. They, I mean, we were having 20, 25 fish days locked on the bed. Yeah, every single fish was caught side fishing. Yeah. Yeah, in February. But I mean That's when it should happen. Right. Which lake Seminole is still a, a Florida It's Florida Lake. lake. It's yeah. Florida Lake. It sets up like a Florida Lake. Yeah, it fishes like a Florida Lake. I mean you have some areas that fish a little bit you know, you can fish a little different in the creek, but it's a Florida Lake, period. I mean, it's just how it is. So Florida strain bass, they're they're just as sensitive as you know, the fishing at the Harris Chain or wherever else you go. Dude, they were uh, still catching those fish on a bed two weeks ago. And those fish have been bedding for real since January. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's the neat thing about these southern lakes is, yes, it's late a- or mid-April. The bulk of the spawn is over, but right now we still have three stages of fish. There are still fish moving up. There are still fish actively on the bed. And there are fish that are post-spawn out on the legends now. I caught some 28 foot of water today that were hanging on the ledge. That, that seven I caught yesterday, the tree she was suspended on was in 24 foot of water. Now she was within 30 yards of three foot of water, but she was on the first break on off the sand. Yeah, she pulled off. She was done. She was done. She and she was fat again. She spawned early, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, she, she's she completely done. Back up. Yeah. She didn't have her tail was still just a little red. 
but mm-hmm. not much at all. Like she'd been done for a week or two probably. Yeah. So there was what, let's see, maybe 10 fish caught over six pounds this week. What would you think? Maybe more the, the ones that we know about. Yeah, there were that many caught in my tournament yesterday. Yeah, okay. So probably way more than that. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, Kristen Darley caught a 785 yesterday. I caught a 7. Flint uh, caught an 8-2. Clint Brown caught a 7-3. Um, the team that won the West Side, Young, uh, they had 17 pounds, so they had – at least two sixes in there. Yeah, they had a big one in there. I caught a six two that same day. And you, know, you I caught dun, 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 the mythical ten. Yeah, old old ten. Yeah, she she was spawned out. Yeah, she was spawned out too. You talk about dang heartbreaker. If I had caught her the night before, day before, she'd have been you know what eleven, twelve, something like that. But she'd have been, uh, she was still huge, Chris. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, last time I caught one here, I was seventeen, so it was long overdue. I almost, I almost just let the cat out of the bag. I was about to pick on you once she ate. But, yeah, she was a big fish to eat what she ate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That big bait, big fish thing is not always true. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy week, that's for sure. Uh, something I hadn't seen out here in a long time. Because last year for me, you know, it, well, I had some really good days, but nothing like we've uh, been set up for so far this year with just uh, it's the big, big fish. You know, last year I caught a seven, or last year, last week I caught a seven, this this week I caught a 10 and a six, and what, 10, 10 plus other fish that are, you know, that size or more, um, just an awesome week, we haven't seen this in a while, and, and I keep telling everybody, Seminole's got them, Seminole's healthy, yeah, it's a challenging lake, it's probably one of the most challenging in the country, but if you put a little bit of time in, and you don't try to do anything crazy, um, just throw a spinnerbait, throw a worm. You know, the most yeah, elementary stuff. service and just make it easy on yourself. There you go. Let so me you give me your rod and go. Yeah. We've so done the hard work for you. You I have a bunch of people that do this. You ain't gotta be ashamed to call the guide. You know, if you're a I don't care if you're a twenty year pro angler and you've never been here. Give us a call because what we can do is narrow down, and you'll see when you get out here, every square inch of this place looks like it's got a 10-pounder on it. Well, it just looks like, yeah, I mean, idle through Jack's cut. Every, let me tell you something right now. Every single solitary person that goes in my boat and we go through Jack's cut, they look at me and go, are we going to fish in here? I mean, that <laughs> that's the kind of, I mean, every square inch of this place looks like it's got a bass on it. So you could come here for a week and not catch a fish because you don't know the hot spots, what's going on and all this. So real quick, four hours, get in our boat or we can get in your boat, lay some trails for you, show how to run, show you how to run the shortcuts because there's some places out here you can really mess your stuff up if you don't know how to run it. Yeah, I bought a lower unit this year and I've been running here my whole life. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Uh, you got to know how to run it. It's just wise to, to you know, take time. And we do have a, uh, a written guide a basic kind of 101 overview on how to run the lake it's on our website uh, seminolefishingreports.com and that'll just kind of show you the challenging areas of the lake like the crow's foot and kind of how to navigate that but it's a lot easier if we show you and you have a lot better chance of success if uh, you go out with us for just a little bit and we show you stuff so uh, definitely hit us up seminoleguideservice.com we'd love to show you around 
and we'd love to uh, try to get you a big 10 pound fish because they are out there have you seen any shell crackers while you're fishing around seen anybody catching them i mean yes friday i saw a bunch of folks catching shell crackers i smelled a lot of shell crackers i'd be lying to you if i told you i physically put my eyes on any but i wasn't up there where they should have been with that That's right. said, i saw three different clusters of boats that had anywhere from five to a dozen boats tied off to each other up in the reeds and there's only one thing they're doing they're catching shell crackers that's right um so yes they are they are betting i talked to a buddy of mine friday um he told me he wrecked them pretty good um he was actually calling tell me he'd seen a bunch of bass uh, he knew i was fishing a tournament but he, he he caught a bunch of shell cracker i talked to an old man um the other day while i was fishing a spot he said, man, I'm going to come out here and bass fish with you if you don't mind. He said, I'm tired of catching these crackers. You got a bunch of them? He said, oh, yeah, buddy. Got a cooler full. So, they, yeah, they're, they're going. It's so hot that they're tired of catching them. That's telling you something that's, right that's there. What he said he was ready to go out and catch a bass. and going to change pace for a minute. So y'all go down and lay some of the outdoors. Get you Miss Dawn. Get you some of the red wigglers. Get you a little bit of cork and a little bit of hook. And get up in the cattails. Not the sawgrass, but the cattails. And... They're, they're saying under those cattails while those shell crackers are there. Yeah, and Miss Dawn, she's got uh, every single thing you need in there. If you like uh, using a brim pole. She's got stuff I don't need in there. She's got everything. Well, yeah, I mean, it's really bad because I go in there and, yeah, I come home and my old lady's like, why'd you spend all this money on tackle you don't need? I'm like, well, she's got all this stuff in here I ain't seen. and I mean, so you got to be careful going in there. Too. Oh yeah, I went to the gift section, baby, and I got you this this awesome T-shirt. And oh, now she does have some really cool T-shirts, and she's got some uh, really awesome gifts. Like we've got this. It's probably a three by three or four by four illustration of the lake, and it says Lake Seminole on it. And I was just drooling over it for a couple months, and she got it for me for my birthday in January. But she's got lake stuff like that that you can't find, which you know it's just my. I won't say obsession, but I just like stuff like that. I, I'm like a little pack rat. I like little trinkets and gifts. And But the main thing is when you walk to that back corner of the shop, there's probably five or six aisles of everything that you need. And I'm not talking about like some Mickey Mouse stuff. I'm talking about she has a she warrior. Has a yeah, big bite yeah. baits, Guggen stuff. She's got favorite rods, Fitzgerald rods, which was pretty awesome to see in there. Not to mention she's got replacement skirts you know stuff like that that you really need in a tackle store but people overlook she's got all that stuff in there not to mention not just bass she's got speckled perch stuff and she's got a good selection of brim stuff so if you like to go throw a brim pole she's got brim poles if you like throwing ultralight setups she's got the ultralight setups if you like throwing a, a rooster tail or a, a underspin or something at him she's got all of that not to mention minnows crap um uh, uh, red wigglers um crickets feed for your animals awesome meat that's what we will not get our meat anywhere else but there because say, dude, you're missing the best part the tackle is awesome and that's what we're here for but i live north of bainbridge and i drive down to lso to get me a steak when i, when I get one that's where i go get it from they have the best meat in the area oh yeah i mean you drive a while to come get it and that tells you something. To go down there and get it. I passed right. four meat stores to go get it from down there. 
Yeah, it's awesome, man. That's the only place we'll get our meat. I mean, I just bought some bacon over there for five dollars for almost a pound. It was three quarters of a pound. It's the thickest bacon you've ever seen. I have to cook it in air fryer. I mean, it's awesome. So big shout out to Miss Dawn. Thank you for what you do. Uh, Y'all go check her out, Lake Seminole Outdoors. She's over here at the Four Way on the Creek side, and uh, she will get you set up. She also has uh, a dinner, lunch for all you non-Southerners. Um, that she cooks herself, and it is mouth-watering, slap your mama good, I'm telling you. And they're now open on Sundays for lunch from 10 to 2, I believe it is. So if you're hungry after church, you can stop in and get you a good meal, and it's reasonably priced. But the main thing is to remember to support local. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, we give back to the community here to support the lake. So that's that's the big the big thing. The, the corporations and outside people, they have plenty of money. We like to keep our money local. It goes back to the lake and it, it helps preserve this area. That's the main thing. So, so speaking of big fish, apparently there was a close to a state record or breaking the state record show bass caught yes, uh, yesterday or day before, something Saturday like that? From, uh, from what I understand. And nothing's official and I don't exactly know Stipulation on DNR hasn't released anything yet, but there uh, on Saturday there was an eight pound six ounce shoal bass caught on the bottom side of the Lake Blackshear Dam. <laughs> that is a giant. That's a dinosaur. That's ball. just that's ridiculous. Now, well, maybe Dick hunted his whole life. That's it. Yeah, that's the one you hunt your whole dang life for. So, dude, that is wild. There's something about this year or, you know, even the tail end of last year, the big shoal bass have just been eating and been showing themselves. This is like the 80s again. Did you catch a hammer back in the winter? Dude, dude, December was a crazy month for shoal bass. So, Flint Davis, and for those of y'all that don't know about Flint Davis, he was the uh, Georgia High School champion, uh, Georgia High School uh, Angler of the Year. This guy is, I believe he's 19 now. He's 19 years old, and he's had 25 top 10 finishes in MLF. Like, he's going to be super hammer to look out for. Uh, he, he, oh, yeah. And he guides on uh, the Flint River as well for shoal bass. He stuck a uh, 8-pound, let's see, what was it, 3-ounce. He had an 8-3, and you know, to me, it'd be heartbreaking because he was two or three ounces off of the state record, and that was official certified. Um, and then six days later, seven days later on uh, Christmas Eve, Matt McHorter on Chattahoochee side, he catches a 8-5 state record, certified new state record. So uh, that's why we're, I mean, it's, you talk about six or seven days, whatever. I went to Georgia public school, so excuse my math. But uh, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about two record class show bass in a week and a half. And then here it is a couple months later, and another person catches one that's 8-6. And, of course, we're not going to say anything because, like you said, it's not uh, official. We'll update y'all if it's official. We want to wait till the DNR says something because, like I said, Matt just caught this, just got the official record, so we're not going to try to rain on his parade until we hear the DNR say something. But, man, that would be crazy. Three record class fish in six months. Uh, what's going to happen in the next few months? I mean, that's insane. They only got time to grow and grow. And the cool thing is, I know for a fact, from what I understand, I shouldn't say it for a fact, from what I understand, Flint's fish and the other one in December were both put back alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That's right. I don't know about this one. Um, if he kept it, I mean, he's good for him. I mean, that, that's fine too. I mean, everyone likes to throw away or throw around the term fish of a lifetime. You don't understand. You won't see another 8-6. If he does, we need to find out where he lives, and he's going to buy all of my lottery tickets. Well, same thing with the second biggest pass that was caught uh, by the guy called my dad. He's not putting the 18-1 back. He's going on the wall. I mean, same thing with my first 10-pounder on Seminole when I was 17. I mean, we felt bad about taking her, but she was going on the wall. You know, it's my first 10, fish of a lifetime. You wouldn't think you'd catch another 10 after that. Um, you had every right. Uh, you had every right to take that fish out. And if you had every right to take a three-pounder home and eat it if you want to. Yeah. Well, man, I think we have, golly, we've had a great episode. Big fish, big fish, big fish, a 10-pounder. A potential state record? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's insane. Shad Spawn? Shad Spawn. Come see us at Seminole Guide Service. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, everything biting. Shoal bass, largemouth, shell cracker, cra crappy, everything in the lake is biting. So we'll be glad to take you all out and hit us up, Seminole Guide Service. And, uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us today. We're going to have you on a bunch more. We, we like to do these extended talks we're sorry y'all if it's been a little long-winded uh we like to uh we like to tell y'all what's going on this is why we're doing the ramblings um we feel like eight to twelve minutes sometimes isn't enough to tell y'all exactly what's going on it's the ramblings we're gonna ramble baby that's just how we yeah. do it that's so right. well, chris i appreciate being on man looking forward to doing it in the future um, yes, sir, i know buddy. you're back at it hot to try tomorrow morning I will see you Tuesday night at the Big Jim's Tuesday Nighters. Anybody local, uh, the Big Jim's Tuesday Nighters have started back. Great field last week. Took a pretty decent sack, like 13 pounds to win on three fish. Um, it's awesome. They're cheap. They're easy. You're not going to get rich, but it's a good way to come scratch the competitive itch. Tuesday Nighters at Big Jim's. Y'all come see us. Yep. It's three fish limit, $60 entry for two men, and it's all the hammers. The best guys on the lake fish this um so it's 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 good fellowship also so uh, you'll be at bring your big, your big boy panties because it takes a, a, a sack most times yeah, yeah it's going to take at least 14 every night at least like if you're not coming in with 14 just just go ahead and put it on the trailer but at spring creek park ramp it's right next to big gyms but ryan thank you buddy uh great uh great performance there on saturday crushing those fish and um uh, We'll talk to you next week and see what you got to say. Appreciate it, Chris. Have a good one, buddy. Thank you for listening to the Lake Seminole Ramblings Fishing Report. I'm your host, local guide, Chris Taylor. Make sure to visit us on the web at www.seminolefishingreports.com. And remember, if you need a guide, we've got you. www.seminoleguideservice.com. Until next week, We'll see y'all later.